This is Plant-Based Briefing, The Pressure of Being an Overweight Vegan, by Michael O'Fay at TheMinimalistVegan.com. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and what I do is curate plant-based and vegan content on the internet, get author permission, and read it to you here in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. Today's post is by Michael O'Fay from TheMinimalistVegan.com. He and his wife, Marsha, are best-selling authors, bloggers, YouTubers, and podcasters, and they explore what it means to live with intentionality around minimalism and veganism. They create tons of amazing content on veganism, minimalism, zero-waste living, productivity, consumerism, travel, lots of good stuff. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. The Pressure of Being an Overweight Vegan by Michael O'Fay at TheMinimalistVegan.com If being a vegan is so good, why is Michael still fat? My mother asked my wife. And so began my journey of dealing with what it means to be an overweight vegan. This right here, ladies and gentlemen, is the question. It's the question that pushes culture towards or away from veganism, rightly or wrongly. Lots to unpack in this post. Let's start at the beginning. My genetics. I was five weeks premature when I came out of my mom's womb. Her birthing experience with me was life-threatening and traumatic for both of us. In the end, I made it into this world weighing in at 2.5 kilograms. Thankfully, I was healthy, with a few hiccups, including a little right thumb, one kidney, and significantly pigeon-toed. Despite these minor setbacks, I was a breeze of a baby. I slept regularly, I was happy all of the time, and most of all, I was a massive eater. It's like I came into existence wanting to make up for being slightly underdeveloped. I ate, and ate, and ate. Within months, I transformed from an underweight baby to a chubby eating machine. Besides overeating, together with my sister, we have the fat gene from my mother's side of the family. It's interesting, though, because the gene seems to target about 70% of people on my mom's side. My youngest uncle and late auntie have always been skinny, and basically my whole dad's side is thin, excusing their incredibly round beer bellies. And so my weight troubles began. I went all the way through elementary school overweight, again eating, playing, and sleeping, staying true to my personality. I was an incredibly active child, constantly moving. In grade three, my brother introduced me to basketball, and I quickly became obsessed. Through the sheer hours dedicated to the sport, I maintained a relatively stable weight until I hit puberty in grade seven. In high school, I had a growth spurt and leaned out. I went on to have a five-year run as a bona fide basketball athlete. Well, I still ate a ton, but my output was so extreme that the food I ate had no impact. I would just burn it off. Note. Throughout this whole time, I ate like crap. I drank soft drinks, ate meat pies, and loved chicken satay. At home, I ate pasta, rice, African soul food at scale. And since a young child, I saw my brother put honey and peanut butter on bread and chase it down with a hot cup of Milo. The first time I had this combination, it changed my world. I iterated on this complex recipe, only opting to eat crunchy peanut butter, I mean, who eats smooth, together with the honey. I would then proceed to fold my incredibly processed white bread and dip it into a hot cup of Milo, which had added brown sugar, because I'm crazy. My lean days came to an end. So I was a dedicated athlete through grade 12. Then I went on a holiday to Ghana for six weeks, and that's when everything changed. This was my first trip to Ghana since I was a baby, so my relatives were on a mission to welcome me with obscene amounts of food. As you know by now, I'm a big eater, so I embraced this challenge of traditional Ghanaian food with grace. And, of course, I didn't want to be disrespectful to my family who expressed their love through food, so I told myself. 
The problem was, while I was consuming all of this food, I wasn't exercising. For anyone who has traveled for an extended period, you know how hard it is to exercise when you're so deep in holiday mode. I think I went for one run and one gym session over six weeks in my dad's hometown in Ghana. During this time, I started to pack on weight, and by the time I got back to Australia, it was an uphill battle. I thought I would lose weight when I became vegan. Since I was 18, I've progressively gotten fatter. While I was still active, I never ate well, and this combined with my fat gene became a real struggle. Four years ago, I became vegan overnight for ethical reasons first and foremost, but after seeing so many weight loss stories online after people became vegan, I'd be lying if I didn't think that I would lose a couple extra kilos when I became vegan. On top of that, Marsha has always cooked healthy food with the best organic ingredients, vegan or not. So it's not like I was a junk food vegan, although I do like my fair share of vegan burgers, pizzas, and curries when I get the chance. But as months went by, my weight stayed the same. There was no quote-unquote, fat just started falling off me story. Internally, I did feel a little bit better. I've always been an energy-rich guy, so there were no changes on that front. But I did experience much better digestion. Admittedly, my results were disappointing, but I was so motivated by saving animals that my weight wasn't a significant factor. But in a way, it's this point that has created internal friction. I should mention that if done correctly, a plant-based diet can do wonders for your health. But vegan or not, the fundamentals of good nutrition apply. So please make sure you have the right expectations about a vegan lifestyle before you begin. The pressure of representing the animals as an overweight vegan. First of all, I'm human, so of course I would like to feel better about how my body looks. But in all honesty, I've found relative peace with who I am and how I look. At the end of the day, I'm healthy and energetic, and that's more than what I could ask for. Where things become incredibly hard for me is how there's added pressure for vegans to look super healthy. Despite my best efforts to talk about the devastation of animal oppression, many folks are not interested in supporting the results for someone outside of themselves. They want to know what's in it for them when it comes to veganism. People are so focused on how they look and they associate the success of veganism with appearance. And quite frankly, I don't blame them. When vegans position veganism as the best lifestyle for health, weight loss, clear skin, better energy, then that's what we'll be judged on. Now, I don't have a problem with using the body as the ultimate sales pitch for veganism. Over the years, marketing vegan body transformations have been beneficial to get people on the lifestyle. Typically, those who are plant-based see their support for the animal industry as a byproduct of their health decisions. And that's totally okay. More animals are saved. I'll take that. The importance of messaging. The reality remains that people are going to judge the success of veganism based on how you look. There are a couple of ways I've chosen to look at this. Firstly, I think anyone showing interest in your vegan values is positive. I try to speak to the reasons why I became vegan, which are based on avoiding the harm of animals. I'm quite upfront with them when it comes to health. I tell people that I didn't transition to veganism for health reasons, but I've come to understand some benefits. This is when I'll refer to high-performance vegan athletes. This approach enables me to control the narrative of the conversation. Now, inevitably, someone who is motivated by how they look will take one look at you and discredit your reasons for going vegan, despite there being many more overweight omnivores in the world. The other thing to consider is being real with ourselves. Despite having the fat gene, I know I could lose weight if I really put time and effort into it, and being externally motivated on aesthetic is okay, sometimes. For me, it's not being driven to have this out-of-this-world chiseled body. My motivation would be to represent the billions of animals slaughtered each year. 
In my books, that's not a bad motivation at all, and maybe one you resonate with. Overweight Vegans Around the World Do you feel the pressure of being an overweight vegan? By the way, this pressure doesn't just exist with weight. It's true for your overall health. If you're always sick, then people will think that a vegan diet makes you weak. If you have bad skin, then people will think a vegan diet will make you break out. These are real human judgments vegans are experiencing with people every day. I don't write this to make you feel the pressure. I write it to empower all of us to be confident in who we are and to redirect people away from their own needs and inspire them to be selfless. We owe it to ourselves, and more importantly, we owe it to the animals. You just listened to The Pressure of Being an Overweight Vegan by Michael O'Fay at TheMinimalistVegan.com. I think this is such an important topic, and I like how Michael points out that the pressure vegans feel and the judgment from others isn't just about weight, but it's about overall health in general, and that we can be empowered to help people turn the focus off of self and towards the animals and or towards the environment. With animal agriculture being the number one cause of climate change, that's something that might resonate with people as well. And as always, I link to the original post in the show notes, And in that post, you can find a link to some other great resources, including a link to a podcast episode that Michael and Marcia did on this very topic. I'll also link another podcast episode from the Hope for the Animals podcast. They are part of United Poultry Concerns, one of our contributors, and the episode is called Fat Justice and Veganism. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and please reach out to me with any feedback or comments or questions you have. You can find my contact information and social media links at plantbasedbriefing.com. And as always, positive reviews if you have something nice to say are greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening.